Welcome to the teachings of Pastor Mike Yost of the Springs Calvary Chapel in Habern, Idaho. Please join us as we study the Word of God. I kind of find it comical that the Lord put me in charge of collecting over $6 billion for the state of Idaho. And I think it was just to show me that it's, it's not a matter of quantity, right? <clears throat> and I know in my head, logically, and it's clear. The Bible's clear that the God is in control. Creation, if, if I look outside, you know, creation shouts that the Lord is in control. Um, and I turn most other aspects over to the Lord, easy enough. Um, it's easy to give those up. But when it comes to money, I go to the gas pump, and I, my not, uh, gut gets in a knot. Or pay the electric bill or the gas bill that's coming in. And then I look at the church finances <clears throat> and um, see that our heating bills are running about $1,100 a month. Our electric bills are about uh, $600 a month. Costs for supplies are going up. Uh, coffee cups, cleaning. So logically, I know that's a good thing. The church is growing. We're active. We've got something going on here every day of the week, um, which is something to be amazed at. Uh, considering where we started, um, and I'm I'm really excited about that, but I still get anxious. It just it it uh, it makes me nervous. So you know what? Let's just take a minute and pray. Give it over to the Lord. If you'll bow your hearts with me, dear Lord God, we we thank you for the day. We thank you for all the gifts that you bring. We thank you for that uh, you are in control, and we trust uh, put uh, all of our trust into you, Lord. Uh, we take our uh, time, our treasure, our talent, and we just lay that at your feet, Lord. We want to give it over to you and use it for your glory so that you may increase and that we may decrease. We just ask you to take control, Jesus. We pray these things in your holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. So, if you wouldn't mind indulging me a bit, <clears throat> um, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about... Um, the, the Lord's intention uh, when it comes to uh, this topic. And we've been studying through Luke um, uh, during the most of the days, or most of the Sundays. Uh, but if you look at the, you know, all of the Gospels, Jesus is doing heart surgery. He's not really talking to the, the intellect. Um, he's talking to the heart. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew, they had knowledge, they had memorized the Old Testament, it's part of uh, being a good Jew, but they were having trouble connecting the head knowledge with the heart knowledge and how they were to act and how they were to apply the scriptures that the, the Lord had uh, given to us over the years. And, and what I really love, uh, how Jesus handles the, the people who challenge him, whether it's the Sadducees or even Satan, what's he do? He always goes back to the Old Testament and he quotes scripture to them. You know, that's a constant. It hasn't changed throughout throughout entire uh, history. Um, and he's, I think he's trying to get people to recognize, you know this stuff. Now you need to apply it and put it into your heart. So to, to know the Lord's heart, I keep going back to Hosea 6.6. 6, and I, I think it might be one of my favorite verses. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. And I'm really sure we could replace burnt offerings with financial offerings. Do we really think that God needs our money? 
Our offerings are an act of worship. Our, <clears throat> and our offerings are an act of making Jesus the Lord over everything in our lives. And uh, it's something that I have to remind myself of uh, time and time again. And all through the, the gospel, it's always about our hearts. Uh, and the Lord has looked at our heart from the beginning. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Genesis chapter 4. Um, this is the story of Cain and Abel. So <clears throat> Genesis chapter 4, starting in verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but to Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you wroth? Why is thy countenance, countenance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? If you do not well, sin lies at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So, <clears throat> I mean, you're not even uh, four chapters into the Bible, and the Lord is already uh, making a differentiation between um, how or to, to act and, and what is important to him. Um, and I, I think we could take the rest of the morning and just talk about these uh, seven verses. But why do you think the Lord respected Abel's offering? It was his firstborn. It was the, the choice uh, portions of his flock um, that the Lord was given as a sacrifice. So why do you think he did not respect Cain's offering? Because it was an offering. It's not really elaborating on the distinction between uh, it being uh, something special, unique, set aside, uh, that it was something of a sacrifice that, that Cain made. He just made an offering. And I think I go back to Hosea 6.6 6, um, <clears throat> when I think about this. It's not the offering, silly. It's the heart. If our hearts aren't right, sin is waiting for us at the door. And we have to rule over it. And to rule over is an action. It's a verb. Um, it means that we need to do something about it. So Jesus, or sorry, um, so then the Lord tells us what an offering of first fruits uh, looks like, and that's uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-six. Um, and I'll uh, start at the beginning. And it shall be when thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God gives thee for an inheritance and possesses it and dwells therein, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth which thou shalt bring of the land that the Lord thy God gives thee, and shall put it in a basket, and it shall go into a place which the Lord thy God shall choose, to place his name there. I'm going to drop down now to verse 10. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. So the Lord is giving us uh, a guidance on what, uh, where he wants our hearts to be, and that's to be of the first fruits. And it's an act of worship. 
So like prayer, like praise, uh, our offering is an act of worship to the Lord um, and, and something that uh, he looks at as an offering. Um, so I think it's something that we should uh, pay attention to. And Jesus even gives us, uh, reinforces us this lesson in uh, Luke uh, chapter 21. This is the story of the um, widow's mite, which is another one of my uh, favorite stories. And so I'm skipping a little ahead for Pastor Mike. So Luke 21, uh, chapter, or uh, verse 1, and he, and he looked up and saw, this is uh, Jesus, uh, when he's in the temple. And he looked up and he saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in two mites. And he said, of truth, I say to you that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast into the offerings of God. But she of her... Uh, penury hath cast in all the living that she had. So she cast in um, of the, the, the little bit that she had, the tiny little bit. Um, and uh, in Matthew's uh, account, he actually brings the disciples over to make an, a, a, an example of this uh, giving. Um, and again, you know, why, why do you think he chose this uh, act uh, as an example? Who's giving from their heart and who's giving from their, their mind? So <clears throat> when they would te- uh, collect the, uh, the temple offering, they had this big horn device and people would take their money or coins and dump it in there and it'd make this huge racket. And of course, I think, you know, knowing people the way I do, uh, and I would be just as guilty as them, the bigger the racket, the, you know, it's more look at me and look how wonderful I am for all the coins going in here. And then you have this poor widow coming in and tink, tink, drops her two little uh, widow's mites. But Jesus isn't looking at the, the, the amount of the gift, the, so, the size of the sound, the, the uh, noise. He's, again, he's looking at the heart. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, as I, as I meditate on this, um, you know, one of the challenges I think we all have, I certainly have, is what does it mean to take up the cross and follow Jesus? We know the, the parable of the young man who couldn't give it all up and, and you know, we're um, struggling or fighting that balance between life and, and trying to, to do the Lord's work. Uh, but this is one way that I can, I can take action. I can take up the cross and then I can um, honor the God and worship God is through uh, my acts of giving and acts of offering. So why do you think he asks us to give of our first fruits and not, not what we have left over? So would that be an act of the heart or an act of the head? So logically, <clears throat> you know, I, um, the Lord wants to bless me. The, the Lord wants me to have uh, meal and, and comfort and, you know, the Bible talks about having all kinds of good gifts. And I, so I know that the Lord wants to bless me. So why wouldn't I just give of that which is left over after I've taken care of all those needs? Um, and maybe I'll, you know, I'll sacrifice uh, uh, a meal or something and, and save a little bit to, to give to God. Um, but is that really uh, an act of the heart? Is that an act of faith? Is that allowing Jesus to be the Lord 
over everything. So by giving the first fruits, we put our trust into the Lord, that He's going to provide for what we need. Um, and, that, and really, that's uh, the definition of faith, right? The, fa- the definition of faith is believing in the things unseen and the, 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 the concept that we don't know um, how our bills are going to be paid or where our next meal might be coming from, but we know that the Lord will take care of us. And by sacrificing the choicest pieces and the best that we have to the Lord first, we're giving from the heart and not from the head. And that becomes an act of worship. If we were just doing it as a mechanical act or as something that we're doing, is that really the, the, the point or the intent of worship? So <clears throat> I've had the opportunity to counsel from time to time. Um, and when I do, uh, I encourage people to give from their uh, gross income. Not the net. So we want to give to the Lord what is the Lord's. And then we give to Caesar what is Caesar's, which is the business I'm in. And then what's left is for us to use and to be stewards of. Um, and, you know, the other thing I, I um, uh, challenge people is to, to take that money right away. So that's what we do here at the Springs is we want to take that right off the top. Set it aside and use that for the, the Lord's work. I, I may not know exactly what that looks like uh, from, a, from time to time or on a, a daily basis, but it's there, set aside, uh, dedicated to God and Jesus uh, and for whatever um, he asks us to, to donate to. Um, and then also, uh, I uh, challenge people not to make it automatic. Um, and it's, you know, we have lots of conveniences in today's world, uh, I have a lot of things that are automatically going uh, out of the bank account and, and being paid um, without even thinking about it. But this isn't something that I want to do that with. I don't want it to be a mechanical act. Um, I want to look at each month, see how the Lord has blessed me, and make that conscientious choice out of the heart to set that money aside. Um, because if it becomes mechanical and just something that I'm uh, automatically doing, am I really making that choice or am I just letting the system um, take over and do it for me? Um, and so I don't know about you guys, but when I, uh, it doesn't matter if I'm writing a check to the church or Idaho Power, it, it uh, affects me. It's, I take it from the gut every time. And I, you know, I, we talked about it early on. You want, I want to give it to, the, to Jesus and let him take care of it, but I still have to act. I, I, I haven't figured out how he's going to write the check for me. And I, and I think there's some um, uh, purpose to that, right? In that um, <clears throat> by making me make that decision, make that commitment every time, I mean, it is, it's a sacrifice on my part, and it's, it's a small part for me taking up that cross and making it purposeful, um, like Daniel did uh, when he was taken to Babylon. He purposed in his heart to, to dedicate himself and his body to the Lord. I have to purpose in my heart to dedicate my finances and my treasure to the Lord. And actually, the Bible teaches us why we need to do this. Uh, starting with uh, Proverbs um, chapter 3, verse nine, verses 9 and 10. 
Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Why? So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The Lord wants to bless us. He wants to, he wants to recognize our sacrifice. He wants to recognize our, our worship. And he reinforces this in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not enough or not there will not be enough room to receive it. And so this one actually gets me excited because he, he, he wants challenged. This is the Lord speaking to Malachi, and he wants to be tested in this. Um, and so that's the, the, the joy that I do get when I do write that check. It's like uh, it, we know it's not possible to outgive God, out God, but sometimes it's fun trying. <clears throat> So if we don't give sacrificially of our first fruits, how can the Lord bless us? If we don't take that act and and give um, that sacrificial giving, how do we see that the Lord is working? It's no different than our act of worship through prayer. If we don't pray and we don't pray specifically for specific uh, action from the Lord, we can't see Him work. Um, and the same with uh, worship. If we don't uh, put our heart into worship and, and praise the Lord, we don't get to uh, have the blessings of the Holy Spirit and the things that the, the Lord can give. So it's really no different in, in giving of our tithes and offerings. Um, if we're not sacrificially giving, if we're just giving uh, out of the what's left over, we can't see the, the Lord bless us. And, and one thing I can testify to is the Lord is faithful in blessing. So I, I talked early on about, you know, our uh, expenses going up and, and um, we've got commitments and it comes to the end of the month and I'm, I get that anxious feeling again, say a little prayer, and lo and behold, our, our expenses are covered. So thankfully uh, and through the Lord's uh, providence, we have not had an issue with paying the bills here at the church. And I really believe it's because we've purposed in our heart to... to um, bless the Lord through uh, the church's giving, um, and that is an act of worship. He wants to be able to demonstrate his love for us by uh, blessing us uh, in our finances. So how do we apply this topic? And this is a touchy subject, which is probably why I was running from it for a number of uh, years uh, to talk about it. Because I remember as a kid growing up and watching a, a preacher on television and, and, you know, he was going on and on about giving and, and uh, how the church needs money. And, and I think that's one of the reasons we're sensitive about um, even bringing this uh, topic up. I know Pastor Mike just abhors money and, and dealing with the finances. So that's, that's why you, uh, you get me. I've been blessed with the gift of administration. And, and I own that. Um, and uh, I'm happy to serve in that way, but um, the the pre- pastor or teacher was going on and on and that we have to raise a hundred thousand dollars. The Lord is taking me home, and and we you know this is all to do the work of God. And then it comes to light that that money was squandered and wasn't used. 
And sadly, there's a number of examples of churches where that's, uh, that's happened. People have uh, uh, taken money and used it inappropriately. Um, but there's tens of thousands of churches out there that are trying to do it right. And that's why we want to um, be accountable in how we are managing uh, our finances. And we have multiple people looking things over. And for those of you who've asked for expense reimbursements, you know that's not easy and that's intentional. Um, and uh, I apologize for a little bit of the bureaucracy, but again, it's, uh, we want to be good stewards of the money that you're entrusting us with. And so I think that's pushed pastors to not talk about uh, collecting of, of the offering or, or the importance of uh, financial and uh, fiduciary responsibility. Um, and so some churches uh, that I've been to, um, never the subject never comes up. And there might be a tithe box in the back and, you know, you're welcome to give. Um, but uh, we at the Springs, we don't want you to be ignorant of the, the blessings that are available for those who give of the offering. Um, and so we've purposed that we collect the offering with the kids in the room uh, at the beginning of the service because it is an act of worship. And we want to be, as the church wants to be good examples for the fellowship, we want you to be good examples for your children um, and that, to provide them with the opportunity for, uh, for that act of worship. We provide uh, opportunity for prayer um, and we'll do, we have prayer uh, services during the week. We have prayer after the service on Sundays. Um, that's one act of worship. We provide uh, mu music and praise as an act of worship, and we want to provide um, the giving of our uh, hard-earned uh, gifts uh, and blessings as an act of worship. We, and I know that the Lord blesses the gift and the giver. Um, you know, and I think... Um, uh, you know, I spoke earlier about uh, we. He can't bless us if we're not if we're not making that gift, even if it's a small gift. He's still going to bless you, and we want to experience that. And I do want to uh, say though that um, you know the gift should be joyful. So uh, I, I quoted from Deuteronomy: the Lord teaches. Uh, tithe, which is uh, taken to be 10%, but it's not, it's not an arbitrary number. It's not that, you know, it has to be this exact number or, or you don't get these blessings. And please don't take away from today that this is any kind of prosperity doctrine. Uh, just because you give doesn't mean that you're going to uh, all of a sudden fall into a windfall. That's, that's not um, what this is about. Um, it's, this is really about our heart and, and what we... Um, you know, how we uh, come to the Lord and how we come to Jesus. Um, and so it should be joyfully given. And if we can't, if we can't joyfully give, then we need to, to be praying to the Lord and, and ask for his strength and his wisdom on, you know, what that looks like, what that means. Um, but uh, um, it, that's, a, that's a conversation between you and the Lord. Um, and so I know that there's uh, some, some groups out there that <clears throat> expect 10% and they keep a record and they knock on your door if you're not, uh, if you're not uh, doing that. And, we, you know, that's not what we're about at all. And, again, it's not about a number. It's about our, it's about our heart and it's about our act. So <clears throat> what, is, uh, what are the things that Jesus is Lord over? 
Everything. Yes, I heard it. We want to acknowledge that the Lord is, is the Lord over our finances as well. Um, we're privileged to, uh, to be able to be stewards of his work here on this planet. Um, we do that through our time, our talent, and our treasure. Um, and uh, this is just another way for us to, to worship. So it looks like I've taken up uh, a good bit of the time today, and we have a movie to go to. So maybe if the worship team wants to come up, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, start to close. <clears throat> but I wanted to give you three takeaways that you can take home uh, this morning. Uh, first is Hosea 6.6. 6. It's not about the offering, silly. It's about our hearts. Um, we don't want to do things that, that maybe make sense in our mind um, and things that we can reason, but we have to have a little faith and we have to, to have a little trust that the Lord is going to take, uh, take care of us. Um, and by making those sacrifices, um, we, ha- we demonstrate to the Lord that we have the right heart and that, uh, that we want to do this out of reverence for, for God. And the Lord wants to bless you, but we have to make a way for him to do that. Um, we do that by coming to church. We do that by praying. We do that by worshiping. Um, and, and we do that by giving. Um, and if we don't take those actions, how do we see the, the Lord moving and, and making a way for him to be able to, to bless us? Um, and finally, that giving is just a fundamental uh, act of worship. Uh, just no different than pray, praying, singing, um, and giving uh, everything over to Jesus. So with that, I have the worship team. Good. Thank you for your time. Uh, enjoy the movie today. I am very excited for it. Uh, if you'll bow your hearts with me, we'll, uh, we'll pray for the week. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the many blessings that you provide. We thank you for the Jesus Revolution and being able to go and um, just experience uh, a time that uh, your presence was among us. Uh, We just pray that uh, that's happening again. Uh, As we hear the stories across the country, we're excited. um, We're grateful. Uh, We just pray that your spirit would move across this land, across this world as we face Uh, the the turbulent times that we live in, we just give that over to you, Lord. Jesus, we want you to be in control of everything, uh, from uh, what we do when we get up in the morning to the words that we say, the people that we encounter, and the gifts that we give. Lord, we give it all to you. We just ask your blessing on uh, each one here this morning, that you would go before them this week, uh, that you would guide their steps, um, and we just uh, pray for today. We ask these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about the Springs Calvary Chapel, please visit our website at www.thespringscalvarychapel.org. Join us in person at the Springs in Hebron, Idaho, or here on the podcast as we worship together in spirit and in truth.